1: The place to be, to be.
0: Mmm. Oh, God, you have
1: great questions. Again, who in the hell writes these questions? I know you do, but, my God, these are great. Um. Wow. Uh,
0: I thought this was going to be an easy question. Usually, you get to the last question. It's like, just take it home. Um, that is a really good question. So,
2: that you can apply the skills that you have in a way that brings you real amounts of joy and satisfaction. When you do that, the energy that you end up having, the kind of excitement you have for life just ends up bringing you the next opportunity, the next opportunity. (laughs)
3: yo welcome back to tiny giants the creator economy show that's about careers over celebrity i am your host t adela your favorite former 400 pounder getting you fit on all things creator economy you just heard a snippet from today's guest caroline k caroline k founder of Vincita, empowers people to take giant leaps and fearlessly embrace the next big opportunity throughout her career Caroline's worked with innovative startups and elite creative agencies to secure dream clients and deliver industry-first brand and marketing campaigns. Caroline decided to step out on her own in 2019 when she moved to Rome and founded her business, Vincita, an accelerator to discover, design, and dominate brand new categories of business that change the way we live and work. Caroline is also the executive producer and hostess of a lighthearted business podcast, Snippets of Genius. Each episode, she shares insight into how you can attract and cultivate success, and it's available now on the Marketing Podcast Network, which we are both proud members of. Next, my conversation with tiny giant, Caroline K. Caroline, thanks so much for joining me.
2: Thanks so much for having me on.
3: So you have had a very successful career. You were the head of a very large agency, which enabled you to move to Italy and start up your own thing. But no one starts off at the top. So take us back and take us through that origin story of how you landed and where you got to where you are. Because in theory, you could have done anything. You could have done absolutely anything. You could have been a pastry chef, a podiatrist, a pastor, but you you chose your lane, you chose your direction, and you landed where you landed. So take us through that origin story of how you picked your niche.
2: Oh, I love that question, pick your niche, because it never starts that way, I don't think for anyone. And I'd love to even throw that back at you and find out, how did you find your niche? How did you get into tiny giants? Because I imagine even for yourself, you didn't think you would end up here where you are. Am I right?
3: True. That is a very true statement. I like to tell people, I don't, I don't know that I picked my career so much as my p- career picked me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a brilliant example of, of what happened for me as well. And I think, like you said at the beginning there, it could have chosen anything, could have done anything. But you kind of, I find you kind of get pushed into a lane rather, you know, finding your own lane actually takes a little bit longer. I was working in business development roles for over 10 years in London for creative agencies. And I was helping them to go in and win pitches, win new clients, build trust in a really short space of time, help them get to the real core problem challenge of that client and build confidence in them that they have, we have the right solution for them, that we would figure out a great, big, bold, creative idea that would take their brand or their product to the stratosphere. And so it was creative agencies that were from startups all the way to big global agencies. And I absolutely loved my job. It was an amazing career. It was a wonderful people to work with. But as with most jobs that are creative and intensive, there is a real massive thing called burnout, which was not a word <laughs> that was bounded around back in those days, talking five years ago. Now it's a bit more common. People understand that you can do too much, that you can work too hard, that you can you know, have a bad effect on your mental health. And all these things are really more common now. But back in the day, I just thought, I'm tired. I'm really tired all the time. And I didn't know why. And I felt that I was doing everything I was supposed to do I climbed my way up to the top of the company. I was running the LA office. I was running the London office. I was going off to meetings in New York in a day and back. And it, it seemed like I'm living the dream, but actually I was just exhausted and I didn't have time for me and my personal pursuits and ambitions and hobbies. And I thought, I'm supposed to have made it. This is supposed to be it. I was supposed to have achieved the dream and got the dream job. And all I felt was, is this it? Wow. Isn't there more? Is when's it going to feel good? When's it going to feel great? When am I going to feel that fulfillment that I've read about in books that I've seen on those movies that we've all binge watched a hundred times over? It's like, when's it going to feel like that? And so that's why I decided to go on the journey to figure out, you know, what is the life that I want to dream of? And the biggest thing was to go back to start dreaming again, which is a big thing that we stop doing after we've <laughs> gone through childhood. Then we're told to get educated, go to university, go get a job probably get married, settle down, get a mortgage, have kids. This is the kind of life's rich plan for you. And if you don't want those things, if you decided that maybe that's not the way you want to go, which wasn't the route I wanted to take, it was like, well, you've got to start dreaming again. And so for me, it was, okay, what does dreaming look like? What what do I want to be when I grow up? That question all over again, even though you're in mid thirties as I was at the time. So when I started out, in the world, shall we say. You know, I had really competitive, ambitious, positive parents that believed I could do anything I put my mind to, which was amazing. But it also meant that every time I was good at something, they would go, this is it. This is gonna be your thing. And you need to go do that at 110 miles an hour. (laughs) And I never really had the time to sit down and think about, what is it that I want? And when you're young and you're trying to figure it out, you don't always know what you want. You kind of want to just do the things that people praise you for, that people tell you you're good at, that, um, you, I don't know, maybe you look watch the TV and you see someone doing something wonderful and they're being celebrated around the world, and you think, yeah, yeah, maybe I could do that. That looks really exciting and inspirational. But one of the most important things to do is to actually tune in to what it is that you love and that you find lights you up, brings you joy, is the thing that people seek you out for and you would do anyway. You would do it for free. You would do it regardless of money, status, title. But the fact that you're going to be so brilliant at it is going to bring you all those wonderful things as well. And that's pretty much how I ended up in my lane, as you put it, (laughs) coming over to Italy, setting up my own business, And now working with people to help them achieve any goal that they want to achieve. And because I do that through really accelerating their belief into what's possible for them, what they're brilliant at, leaning into those strengths as hard as possible, and really going for the big opportunities, cultivating the opportunities out there. But do I really want it or is that just in a movie? And the best way to know if you really want something is to go try it as fast as you can.
3: I love that. I absolutely love that. And thank you for sharing because yeah, like you made it, right? You made it. You were the success. Like, ha ha. And then that, that horrible realization is like, okay, is this it? which is not a question anyone wants to ask themselves (laughs) when you ask yourself that question. So you've definitely had a giant career that, like you said, you were running LA office, London office, and flying back and forth. And you already talked about burnout, but are there any from from the perspective of someone who was in the agency world? Are there any giant non-obvious traps that you would caution someone looking to either get into the agency side of things or become a professional creator? Because one of the benefits of being a giant and making it to the top is that you have that bird's eye view, right? You have that 30,000 foot view from the, from, you know, from the jet or you can see for miles. So you have a perspective that those on the ground level just getting started don't necessarily have access to. So other than burnout, are there any giant non-obvious traps that you would caution someone against or even talking to your younger self?
2: I think if I was talking to my younger self, I would tell myself to feel the fear and do it anyway. I think the biggest one is mindset and having an understanding about whether you're in a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And what I mean by that is that are you going to try something, and if you're not good at it straight away, you're just going to give up, or are you going to be in a growth mindset where're going, okay, I didn't really do that very well, but maybe if I try it another way, maybe I'll get better at it this way and, and actually having that being able to fail fast and know that at any point it could go horribly wrong, <laughs> and you could think this isn't for me, is there a new perspective you could give it to try it again and to try and do it in a different way so in my case, I went all the way up to the top of my career. And most people would say, okay, I'm at the top. I'm comfortable. I have a good salary. I've bought my own house. I've got all the things that are the definitions of success, but actually is that success to me? Is that what I want? So going back to that concept of going back to being able to dream again and actually say, what is it you want to do? So I went and worked with some of the biggest creative agencies in all the world, and I had creative teams doing the things that I maybe not my strengths and not my abilities. And I loved doing the bit I was in, but it's the question of, could I have pivoted it a bit differently when I was there? Could I have changed the way I approached it to not feel so burnt out? Is there ways I could have helped, got my team to support me more? And now looking back, if I'd had a growth mindset back go back five years and just think about it differently, maybe I would have stayed. Maybe I never would have left. And I don't regret leaving, but I was very focused and a fixed mindset of I've got to reach this goal. And then when I reach that goal, I'm going to be happy. And if I'm not, then I need to change it. And I had a lot of changes in my career because I kept thinking, you know, the grass is greener. And But actually it was out of the, out of the fire, <laughs> straight back into the firing pan or out of the firing pan into the fire, whichever way around it is. But the idea was... I kept looking, searching for something better when actually maybe I just needed to change the environment I was in. And I could have done that myself by approaching it differently, testing it in another way. It was exciting that I got to be able to test building my dream in another way. But I think when it comes to the creator side of it, it's dream about what you want to achieve. And if it doesn't turn out the way you expect, maybe try thinking about what are the ways you can change that? And maybe the right answer is to leave. But I think I didn't go around exploring that as much as I would have liked to. With hindsight, the elephant in the room was I had a very closed mindset. There's a lot of times we hold ourselves back from, you know, taking that leap of faith, doing something we really want to do. I really wanted to be able to have a role that fulfilled me in a way that I haven't had in any of my previous roles. You know, I really had a huge passion for art, creativity, creativity. And I always knew that was my North Star to be involved in that world. But figuring out, you know, what it is that's really going to allow me to feel that deep level of fulfillment, to give back and have the impact I wanted in the world. It meant that I had to tune in to my inner intuition. Stop listening to all the noise and start listening to myself, which sounds much easier <laughs> said than done. So it's actually finding what that you can apply the skills that you have in a way that brings you real amounts of joy and satisfaction. When you do that, the energy that you end up having the kind of excitement you have for life just ends up bringing you the next opportunity, the next opportunity that really starts to catch fire. And then, you know, you can do what you were put on this earth to do.
3: That resonates with me a lot because not unlike yourself, I was one of those folks who I was good at a lot, which made niching down and picking a focus very difficult because, and not to oversimplify things, but if you're really great at sports, but you can't read It's probably obvious you should go into being a professional athlete, right? Like lean into your strengths. But I was one of those ones where I was actually quite proficient at quite a lot of things. And so it was one of those things where there's this old line from a Drake song, like, how are you supposed to pick the one when anyone will go with you? And so I was kind of spoiled for choice, and you know the paralysis of analysis, all that good stuff. Is it was very difficult for me to pick a path because I was proficient at so many things. I wasn't a one trick pony. I, I could literally do. Whatever, but like yourself, because of that, you got pushed in a thousand different directions. And so yeah, it, it it made it very hard to to niche down. So that's very solid. So thank you for that. So this has been a riveting conversation with Caroline K from Snippets of Genius podcast and Vinchita. Perfect. Yes. So we're going to take a short break, and then when we get back, we're going to continue our conversation with Tiny Giant Caroline K.
1: LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.
3: And we're back. So, Caroline, another benefit of being a giant is that you get to change the landscape. You get to reshape the landscape. You get to knock down trees, move mountains, and reshape things the way that you like it. Now that you've moved on to Vincetta, how are you trying to reshape the landscape?
2: This is what's really interesting. I think it's about reshaping what people believe success means. In the sense of, when I grow up, I want to be, answer that question, and then think about what success means to you. Nine times out of 10, people will start with, I'll be really rich, I'll be really famous, I'll be doing all the things. Well, once you get past those extrinsic motivators, you actually need to have some intrinsic ones, which means ones that fire you up, that excite you, that make you want to jump out of bed in the morning, that leave you with a glowing feeling inside, that actually money and status will bring you that. But for how long, how long will that feeling last? And when you ask somebody, even like you were talking about sportsmen there, if you ask them, you know, what do they remember about their career? It's not, winning the gold medal is something they, they strive for, they aim for. But that's not what brings them all the joy. It was beating their personal best. It was, you know, doing something that hit their intrinsic motivator way more than perhaps that final outcome. The final outcome is the achievement that you're going to get to once you've done all those little building blocks along the way. And so knowing what the building blocks are, the milestones that are going to bring you that deep sense of joy and fulfillment and celebrating them along the way means you will achieve that big goal you're wanting to get to. My mission now is to make people happier at work by allowing them to be more and more successful in what they do. Because the reasons that I, I believe truly that people leave jobs is not because they're not good at their job. There'll be an element if they don't like it, there'll be some pressures that are coming in. But I think the biggest reason that people leave their jobs is they stop learning and they feel like they've stopped growing. And when you feel like you've stopped either of those two things, all the money in the world doesn't make you feel aligned, with purpose, feel like you're exploring, you're an adventurer. The creative side of us, no matter if you feel you're a creative or not, needs to be nurtured. It needs to be fueled. And like learning and growing, that's when you feel alive. And that's when you really feel like you're on the right path and you're driving. That's my firm belief. And I think there's plenty of great people out there from creatives to artists to scientists that sort of back me up with that, that this is the way that you can stay happy and fulfilled at work. And one of the things that thinking about changing that landscape is I really want to make sure that people realize that they have this opportunity to actually shape what they have into anything they want. A lot of people believe that I can only do so much. I'm I'm asked to do this. My role is this. They feel quite fixed. So going back to kind of how can we push those boundaries? How can we explore that a bit more? So one of the reasons I do my podcast, Snippets of Genius, is to get people on who are super successful, they've made millions, they've gone global around the world, and I want them to share their insights of how did they do that? How did they get to our versions of success, which is lots of money, lots of, you know, being one of the giants, being one of those people with gazillion followers and they're up on stages and they're doing all the good stuff. How do you get there? And actually it's possible for anyone. I truly believe anyone can do it. A lot of the time it's inspiration. A lot of the time it's a proven path to get there, but it's actually doing it your way and leaning into your strengths and doing what makes you brilliant because there is nobody else in the world out there like you. There is nobody else that is living the experience that you're living. So whoever you are, you can bring so much to the table. There is so much that you can share. There is so much that you've overcome in your life that is going to inspire somebody else. So it's being able to help people get those messages out there, tell their story, help them go win that new client, get that next big project, or you know gain that momentum and authority so they become one of those voices in the world that we're all listening to, looking up to, and excited by.
3: Strong. That's very, very strong. Thank you for sharing that insight. Now I want to shift gears and get a parental perspective from you, irrespective of whether or not you have children or not, because I'm of the firm belief that you do not have to have children to be a parent. There's this old African proverb that says it takes a village to raise a child. And so if you're a part of someone's village, you pour into them, you help guide them, then guess what? Per the proverb, you fit the criteria. So now I want to get a parental perspective from you, from the perspective of someone who was at the top of the agency world and probably worked with a lot of creators and you know big names in the social media space, because I have three children, right? I have a 13-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a six-year-old. All three of them want to be YouTubers. Right. And so part of the reason I do this show is frankly, very selfish because I want to make sure that as my children sort of lean into this new path, which frankly didn't exist 20 years ago when I graduated high school, Mm -hmm. I mean, celebrity existed and promotion existed, but when it came together online, it sort of birthed something unique from something old, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So how would you talk to my children? How, how would you talk to, how would you counsel so me, to talk to my children who all of them, they, they want to be YouTubers, they want to be IG models, they want to be professional gamers.
2: Okay. So the first thing I would ask them is why? Why do you want to be a YouTuber? Why do you want to be a professional gamer? Like, What is the goal? And what is the feeling that you are going to feel when you win, when you achieve that goal? That's the whole reason my company is called Vinciata, because the meaning of that word, it's from the Latin and from Italian, is the feeling of winning. It's what you get when you have achieved your goal, that moment, whether it's collecting all your winnings, whether it's being a big risk taker and, and and pulling it off, you know, maybe it's about like what is it that motivates them? What is it that's building up excitement in them to go do it? Because they could do any of the platforms. They could become a huge influencer on Instagram. They could be the next famous person on TikTok. They could be on YouTube. They could use a whole range of those tools to, to build up their personal brand and become an authority in the creative space. But why? Why do you want to do it? What does success look like? What's going to motivate you to get up every day, sit down and produce and create content? And as a fellow podcaster, we know that there is a lot to do. There is a lot to learn. There's a lot to figure out. And and sometimes it's not fun and it's not enjoyable. And you need to have your bigger why that gets you out of bed and goes, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to find those guests. I'm going to do that edit. I'm going to think about some great questions and dive deep. So they have to have a bigger why. And it's really proven as well. Going back to the idea I talked earlier about being happier at work, you know, money will get you so far, status will get you so far, but you won't get that deep fulfillment unless you're aligned with a bigger purpose, that you're helping someone, that you're making the world a better place, that you're part of solving a bigger problem in the world that that it, you can't do on your own you need to get people together you need to bring this economy which is what we talk about in the creator economy it's like bringing people together it's it's sharing advice it's sharing knowledge and it's reimagining and one of the things they're going to get really good at is divergent thinking and to think about divergent thinking if you know what that is or you're not sure it's really about how can you take one thing and how can you do a million different things with it? So really a good example is like, how many ways can you think of using a paperclip? If you've got divergent thinking, you're not just going to say, oh, I put a couple of pieces of paper together. You're going to be thinking about ways you you could do implied stories. Maybe you're going to think of something quite humorous with a paperclip. Maybe you're going to have something really original that nobody's really thought of before. But there will always be this ability to create something and put something out there in the world that. Others want to see, others want to enjoy, and others want to learn from. Biggest thing when you're in a crowded space is to think about how you're going to stand out, how you're going to set yourself apart from the crowd. So doing what everyone else is doing is not going to do that. But there is certain strategies, formulas, ways of creating that are proven, that are the best ways that, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You can follow a proven system, a proven format. You can learn from the greats. You can go down that road of following all the good advice, reading the great books written by the the most successful, the most famous, listening to great podcasts like this. These things will help you grow your talent, grow your expertise. But to stand apart from the crowd, you need to lean into your story. And that is talking about what you've learned, What you've experienced. And this doesn't matter at any age, you will have experience, you will have gone through a journey, and nobody else will have had that experience. It's unique to you. So, this is what makes you unique it's who you are, what you've done, how you've handled situations, how you've overcome challenges how you have become the person you are that allows you to speak with authority, that allows you to share wisdom that other people can take value from, can learn from and move on with. So if you're gonna be in the creator economy, yes, you need to stay in your own lane. Niching down is the way to do it. So who do you serve the best? Who would be the people that will learn from you the most? Who are the people you understand the most? And therefore will you know empathize with you, will understand you, will get ideas from you. These are different ways that you can start to really break down instead of being in that crowded noise, saying the same old thing that everyone says, it's tell your unique story because nobody else has your story. And there will be something in there that perhaps other people have said, but they won't say it in a way that you say it. And it won't resonate the way you are saying it because it's a lived experience that's coming from an authentic place. So going back to what is their purpose? What is their why? And if they say, oh, I want to make loads of money and I want to be famous, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a really good goal. But what are they going to do with that money? What are they going to do with that fame? How are they going to serve the bigger community with that? You know, what message are they going to share? What 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 lessons are they going to give? So I would get really big on what is it that they want to be known for? Or what is it the impact that they want to have? And when they can answer that question, then they will get up and they will figure it all out and they will be a wonderful YouTuber or an amazing gamer. But it's about getting to that bigger why. And there is always a bigger why. And it's if they can find that, then they will go through any challenge.
3: Vinchita, the feeling of winning, and I definitely feel like I have won when you blessed the mic just now, so thank you so much for your time, this has been amazing, you are the only you, that is a fact so there's nothing left to do but roll out the red carpet, please tell the people how they can connect with you, tell us where to subscribe to Snippets of Genius please tell everyone where they can get a hold of you on social media, tell us about any giant projects you have coming up with Venchita the floor is yours
2: Oh, thanks so much, T. Well, I've got a couple of big projects on the go at the moment. Number one is it's series five, I can't quite believe it, of my Snippets of Genius podcast. I am talking to amazing leaders, founders, entrepreneurs who are going out there and taking their ideas global. It has been a phenomenal series so far, just so inspiring to hear how they've had an idea, put it together and launched a business and then taken it to huge, huge heights all around the world. So Definitely go check that out. And the next thing I'm doing is working on the launch of Vinchita. So Vinchator is is like my baby. I founded this over three years ago, and I've been working with incredible founders again to help them to basically achieve anything they want to achieve and help them move faster than they could on their own. And one of the things that, well, there's three things that I really believe that are fundamental to helping everyone get to where they want to be. And that's, you need to have time, you need to have more depth and understanding, and you need to have happiness. And when you get those three things right, the sky is the limit. And most importantly, now I'm going into organizations, helping them to really secure and maintain their best talent, because happy people do not quit. So one of the things we're doing now is like really being on a mission to help people to become really successful in their roles, to build their emotional intelligence, to actually create high performing teams. And it's really this holistic view of performance and wellness. When you bring it all together, it's about helping people to really face work and life challenges and with calm, clear headedness and stress free. So that's the mission I'm on at the moment. And if anyone wants to find out more, you can come join me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter at carolinek.co, or come check me out at vincita.co.uk.
3: You heard it here, folks. Snippets of Genius Podcast. It, it really is brilliant. I've listened to it myself and I highly recommend it, as well as raising the emotional intelligence of leaders through Vincita. So Caroline, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you so much. It's been so great to be on the show.
3: Tiny Giants is an audio companion to and the first chapter of my first book, Beyond Buzzwords. Social Media, Mobile, and Other Marketing Buzzwords Ain't the Half of It. Available on Amazon. If you enjoyed this podcast, chances are good you'll like the book too. I'm proud to say that while the book has aged, it's not dated. Sure, some examples could be freshened up, but strategically, it's as rock solid as the day it was written. Not every author can say that. I encourage you to pick it up and leave me a rating and review. It really helps. I have like one rating on that book from my mom because she loves me, and I'm positive that you'll love it too. Head on over to tinygiants.tech for more episodes and whatever else I have going on. While you're there, leave me a voicemail with your question, comment, or feedback for improvement. I may play that voice recording on a future episode as I answer your question or address your concern. If you, your company, or school needs help with college, career, and creator readiness strategy or to book me to speak, drop me a line at t at tinygiants.tech. If you or someone you know is doing big things in small or not so small niches, or as we like to call them, Tiny Giants, and they will make a great guest for the show, email me at t at tinygiants.tech. Thanks for listening. And remember, you get big by going small, but to prioritize career over celebrity. But no matter what you choose, know that I'm rooting for you.